service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Well, Seville in May was mega for Rangers. Coming so close, going to the final and just missing out. To get through to the Champions League tonight and next week will be awesome in August for Rangers. They are 180 minutes away from that £40 million booty, which is the Champions League. Stephen Cragen, you can almost touch it, but it is going to be tough. It's a huge night, Paul, no doubt about it. It's another Tuesday night, another big game for Rangers. Of course, they know what's on the horizon for them. They know what's at the end of these two games. And when you look at it, the manager would love two good, strong performances, but ultimately, it's about progression. When you get to this stage, it doesn't matter how you play or how you go about it, it's simply about getting to the Champions League group stages and the money, the carrot dangling, the finances could progress the club, not just in this transfer window or the next one, but for years to come. John Hartson, how much do you love these nights? And the Rangers fans, they will play a part. You heard the Celtic support many times in Europe. What about the, the Rangers support tonight at Ibrox? Yeah, well, obviously... You know, Rangers in in recent sort of uh, games, particularly in the Europa League last season, they found themselves being at home, you know, second in the second leg, if you like. This time it's a bit different, Paul. I think this is probably one of their stiffest tests. PSV, PSV will know what's at stake as well. Uh, the financial, um, you know, uh, awards for getting through to the Champions League. I can see Rangers winning tonight. Why wouldn't you? Because they're so strong at home. It's just whether or not um, they can get clear enough ahead to go to PSV, uh, PSV next week and finish the job off. That's the question, isn't it? Can Rangers do enough tonight to take next week to Holland? Yeah, well, you just wonder how the game will go because John's talking about their previous rounds last season, sorry, in the Open League last year, barring Red Star Belgrade. Every second leg was at home, John said. So they knew what they had to do. They knew what they had to chase down, Paul. I just wonder tonight, might it be a little bit more cagey? I know the fans will want the team to drive forward, but you just wonder, because you know, the first leg at home, do they, do they go chasing the game? Do they leave themselves exposed? Or is it a little bit more cautious and just make sure they win the game? I think that's the key point. Make sure you win the game. When you go there next week, at least it gives you something to defend and something to hang on to and possibly get yourself over the line. If you can run by two clear goals I think that would be a huge bonus for them but PSV have shown they've been to Monaco and Drew they won 3-2 at home against Monaco probably should have been out of sight they were better than Monaco in the second leg Monaco kind of hung on and, and looked tired but you know this will be a real big challenge for both sides Rangers fans what are you thinking give us a call as you head to the game 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show plenty to look forward to tonight Stephen and John, I wonder what your teams will be. We'll give the teams as soon as we get them in the next hour of the programme. So, some of the other headlines today. Celtic rate Gio Kamakis as untouchable 
after snubbing interest from English Premier League. We'll talk about that. Um, Celtic signing Ross Barkley. It hasn't gone away. They haven't signed him, but there have been rumours for days and days. John, I want to get your take on that. Could he be coming? Mac Strychek, the goalkeeper at Livy, out of favour this season, close to joining Wickham Wanderers. And what about Billy Gilmer, wanted by Frank Lampard at Everton? We talked about it a bit last night. Has it moved on today? We will tell you. And also from the weekend, what about the revival of your old club, Stephen? Mother will talk about that shortly. Mm-hmm. Quite a turnaround up there, challenging and near the top. What about Livy? How good is big Joel Nubley? And I'm looking at you, John, for that one. He's a yeah. big, bustling striker, he a bit like yourself. Is. Yeah, he certainly is. <laughs> and uh, St Mirren against Ross County. You know, everyone praising Ross County for the performance last year. They're off to a tough start. But here in the West, that was a huge win for Stephen Robinson's men. And then Hearts 4, Dundee United 1. What's happening? It's going to be a testing week for Dundee United. And what about Hearts? Are they truly the third force? And Laurie Shanklin took him, what, 45 seconds or whatever to score against his old club. Not to mention Rangers 4, St. Johnson 0, Cholak, Tillman, Arfield and Lawrence spreading out the goals. And then the next day, Celtic 5-0 at Kilmarnock, Kyogo, Jota, Jens, Starfelt and Gikamakis. I see we were in the headlines last night because uh, Chris Boyd was stirring it up. And I would never uh, criticise anyone for stirring it up, but he was suggesting that the best player... Uh, is Ryan Kent and uh, Barry last night said no it's got to be Jota at the moment but it's after only three league games what do you think 0808 17 17 700 let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst you would see this morning Johnny was saying that's why I came to Rangers to get into the Champions League you've played against him you know how determined he is he's been to World Cup Finals he's won he's won the Champions League Um, so he talks about the strength of his squad well, I think that's obvious quality we have in the squad. You know, we have um, players in every uh, department uh, who have different qualities, uh, different strengths. Depending which which team we play, which system, you know, I can choose. You know, the perfect eleven, and 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 also make changes in within the game with with change of tactics and you know change of personnel. So I'm really pleased uh, that I have the ability to do so. Stephen, how do you think they are going to line up tonight? This is. Uh... Uh, so there's no question with the goalkeeper. We know it's John yeah. McLaughlin now. The back four, would you expect Tavernier, Goldson? I'm now asking you the question. I won't no, answer it for no, you. No, is it right. going to be Sands or is it going to be Davies? Is... Well, that's the big one, certainly in that area of the pitch because Davies only started uh, on Saturday. That was mm-hmm. his first game he started, Paul, whereas Jamie Sands, or James Sands, sorry, has uh, an awful lot more football under his belt this season. He has played more minutes. He started more games. So you think it would be more sensible for the player who's up to speed that little bit more to come in um, so I would imagine that, that, that James Sands will play you know the problem then he has in midfield is you know last week Rangers started with Scott Arfield as an, as an extra attacking midfield player because he has that instinct to get himself into the box and get goals whereas this week I think he may go with two holding players Lundstrom plus <laughs> either Kamara Jack or Stephen Davis probably would be an outside uh, pick because he wasn't involved at the weekend at all so I think it would be between Ryan Jack and and uh, Glenn Kamara, say who starts in there. It'd be Tom Lawrence, I would imagine, across the three in front of that, along with Ryan Kent and uh, Malik Tillman and, and Joe Lackett's centre-forward. Any you chance... Know, sorry. So. Yep. Um, any chance that Morellas will be on from the start, John? What do you think? I think it'll be the same team as Saturday. Right. Um, and uh, the reason why I think that is because, yeah, they, are, they have the ability to chop and change. I think Lundstrom might come a little bit more central than what he... On the right um, on on Saturday, um, in that terrific win against St Johnson, and when your team's flying and it's got a bit of momentum, and you've had four different goal scorers, 
you know, uh, Cholak again in the goals, um, right on the right-hand side. Uh, Rabi Matundo had, had his best game. I know there's only been three games, but he was heavily involved in a lot of good things that Rangers yeah, were Ryan doing. Ryan play, surely? Yeah, possibly he might bring Ryan Kent sure. in. But again, you know, a lot of, a lot of fans might say, well... Matunda's been outstanding, you know, and you you got Ryan Kent then to come off the bench. Mm. It's only my opinion. I've yep. got it. I've got it right many times in the last few weeks. Having in terms of choosing yep. the and, team, yeah. some I, people I, said Alan McGregor will still. Continue. I think you made this one wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> but listen, I, I, if it was me, yeah. I know Van Bronckhurst. He's tactically he's fantastic. Mm. He, he showed that last season in some of the wins that Rangers had to get into the Europa League final. But my view is, mm. play the same guys. What a win. Nope. Everybody on Saturday wants to play. Now, I know they all know as well that any time they could be brought off, uh, they could be subbed, blah, blah, blah. But yep. what I'm saying is, why don't you play the same team? Everton have rejected uh, an official bid from Chelsea for Anthony Gordon in the region of £40 to £50 million. Pounds. You know the reason I'm mentioning it is because Billy Gilmer could be part of that deal. But at the moment, they're resisting. The money is going up and up in England, isn't it, for a player that I wouldn't have imagined would have been around £50 million. Well, we'll, pro we'll find out in the next hour who is going to be playing for Rangers. Ryan Kent, of course. Um, he's been terrific. You saw how they missed him in yeah. that, that first well, leg, especially over well, there against Union. Well, what you'd say about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, he hasn't picked the same team twice this season. Mm. Since it started, I think he's made three changes or four changes in every game, which would tell you the team from Saturday probably isn't going to start tonight based on yeah. what's happened in the previous four games. I think he said it there that you know they have the flexibility to adapt to any system they're playing against uh, or adapt to any system that they want to, whether it be a back three or a back four, and what he has to do with that. So I think if you asked him what his best 11 is, I don't think he would know mm -hmm. because he does like to change that much. You know, certain systems will suit certain opposition teams and that's the way he looks at it. But I think Ryan Kent was left out because of his ankle knock and he felt as if maybe the weekend was a game where they didn't really need to play him in just in case they come back to aggravate him or tonight with the money at stake over these next two games. Anybody who's any kind of slight injury concerns or any issues will not play in any league games around these two games. The full focus has to be on these two league games. They're up against... Sorry, the, sorry, the two, yeah, qualifying, the two games. qualifying games. Yeah, up against the toughest opposition that it could be, isn't it? That's Even, why I yeah. think Paul is probably one of the stiffest uh, tasks mm. in terms of both teams know, know what's at stake financially, uh, whose implications in terms of uh, if they were to get into the Champions League knockout stages. PSV will be fully aware of that mm. as well. They will come tonight. They'll have a threat. Of course they will. But I think they'll be a little bit conservative. I don't think Rangers have to approach a game like it's a second leg game. They have to go for it right from the first whistle. I don't think they can play any different uh, at home in Europe, although it's the first leg. So th that that will be the tactics, I believe. Ryan Kent may well start. Kamara may well start. Mm. Listen, it could be. Yep. But what I'm saying is after a 4-0 fantastic win with four different goal scorers, Tillman, again, excellent on that left-hand side, you know, uh, there won't be wholesale changes. And my view is, uh, yes, there might be one or two changes, but, you know, it'd surprise everybody if he just said to the 11 that played on Saturday, go and do, go and, protect, go and play similar or go and play exactly the same as you did on the weekend when, when we were fantastic. Here's the manager speaking about the opposition and he knows them well. Well, we've seen a lot of uh, games from them this season, of course. They have some new uh, additions to the squad, new coach. So uh, obviously they play a little bit different than last year, but you can see they bought a lot of experience. 
because with uh, Luke de Jong, striker who's you know uh, experienced everything in football, so I think he's one of the main uh, the main players at the moment. They have a clear way of playing. They are comfortable on the ball, uh, very uh, strong in transition moments to attack. I mean, they won the Super Cup uh, in a really you know, good, attractive game with Ajax and started the league well. So, you know, it's the last uh, last step into the group stages, so it's normal you're going to face a, a very difficult opponent. All right, guys, we've got John Hartson, Stephen Craig and Paul Cooney. Let's go on the lines. Uh, Willie is on the line, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Willie. Good evening, there. I'm uh, not ready for I'm just not ready for tonight. I'm just saying, the media tried to get in the courage of Rangers manager a few seasons ago. They made him play in the Challenge Cup. He still haven't been to come out. He still haven't been to come out of him. Uh, is, that bit, is that not a bit cruel, Willie? Why, why is he on your mind tonight? You're, you know, you're 180 minutes away from. I'm taking a bit, a bit taken aback by it. You, you're entitled to your freedom of speech, but uh, what, what, what makes you say that? Yeah, the chemist finished me. He took our dinner to Celtic Park. You have my dinner every week with Celtic. Now he's to come out to Rugby Park and the hammer the weekend. So he went to Rangers, we may have been finished on the third division. I think the resources between Kilmarnock and Rangers and Celtic is just massive. I and think as well, I think as well, Willie, I think you've got to give Derek a little bit of credit. I think he he knew he had to take a little bit of a risk and move down a division in terms of last season, going and joining Kilmarnock. Um if he'd got that wrong, by the way, if Kilmarnock hadn't have won the you know the the championship, then he would have been he would have been criticized. Um, the fact is, they won the championship. He's back up in the in the Scottish Premiership. He did, you know, what he said he was going to do. Use his experience, and now he's back in the Premiership. He knows himself most weeks. He said himself, he's not ready to take on Celtic yet. The team are not ready to take on the might and the power and the talent. They'll probably say the same when he comes up against Rangers. They Kilmarnock can't physically, physically they can, but talent wise. They can't go up against Celtic or Rangers. They're not good enough. You know, the, the players are not up to that level. So everybody knows that. What Derek's got to try and do, he's got to try and win the games, teams in and around him. That's a big six-pointer coming up on the weekend. That's the, the bottom two. They go up to Dingwell, they play Ross County. These are the games that you might see Kilmarnock being a little bit more competitive in. But I, I think I think Derek, I, I think he doesn't need to be... Uh, you know, to be criticised. Uh, the bottom line is, I thought he took a risk last season, and he did very, very well. Well, you've got that off your chest. What are you thinking about tonight? Are you feeling confident about Rangers? You've been storing that up for years, right? What are you, what are you thinking tonight? I'm, I'm a seven old Rangers fan. I'm hoping so. Obviously, I remember playing PSV a few years ago. Yeah. Bobby Russell scored. Bobby Russell scored. When it was just a half way line, a wee pass to Tom McLean. Put Bobby Russell ran on and slotted away, went three two. Way to hope it. I remember right. That's a few fifteen years ago or something. But you still remember it's, it's more than that actually. But, uh, yeah, 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 it's more. Oh, but uh, maybe forty years ago, probably <laughs> that one, would you not? Be? Time fly time flies, <laughs> Willie. What are you thinking about Morellis or Cholak? Cholak three goals, three games? I, I like Morellis. I like Morellis. Ramos will up. He Ramos will up get some standing up toes, or he's we or he's like to dance. Maybe Cholak doesn't day, but he's he's had his put the one in it. Sure. Morelos is in the boot. Stephen, is he going to be fit enough to start well, tonight? It's funny, I felt as if if he had any chance of playing tonight, I felt he had to start on Saturday yeah. against St. Johnson. Because there's so many games in quick succession. 
that when you're a player who is trying to catch up fitness-wise and match fitness-wise, uh, you do an awful lot of training between games. You know, the training isn't as intense as what it is when there's a free week. Like Celtic have at the minute, weekend to weekend, so they can train intensely for three, four days and you can catch up your fitness. Whereas Rangers will be playing and recovering, playing and recovering. And as a player who's not getting enough minutes on the pitch, it'll be frustrating because you end up doing work with a fitness coach, which can be soul-destroying at times. Whereas I felt if there was an opportunity of him to start tonight, I felt as if he should have started him against St. Johnson. Even just give him a half, even give him 15 minutes, 55 minutes, Paul. Let him run himself into the ground, but it would stand him in good stead moving forward. But Cholak's got three and three, so that would tell you tonight that Cholak will lead the line again. John, I think you're agreeing with Stephen here. Yeah, I think, um, you know, he's got goals this season. Um, he's been really effective. And uh, I think Cholak probably... Listen, we don't know. We're guessing here, aren't yeah. we? Um, Morelos could quite easily come back in. You know, he's never let anybody down, Morelos. Uh, Willie just said to himself that stands on people's toes, very unpredictable in terms of when you play against him. Um, so, I, I like Stephen, I think Cholak would start tonight and I think maybe Morelos comes in from the bench at some stage because, you know, he's a great substitute to bring on, isn't yeah. he, late in the game. But he's going to have to play him at some yeah. stage. You know, he's going to have to put him in and suddenly they go to Hibs. Sure. You know, they go to Hibs at Easter Road and on Saturday at half 12, which is always a difficult game, irrespective of how Hibs are doing. So suddenly to put him into that kind of atmosphere, that game and that intensity of that game, again, he will probably be slightly off it, whereas I felt as if a home game well, against St. Johnson big, makes the money for Cholak. Yeah, he's, sure. You know, he's, he's come in, he's, like, he's had a great start. Under two I million. I know you, you want to try and get him in uh, at some stage, but when you're scoring goals, why not keep him in? That's my point. Yep. Willie, final point before you go. I watched a 3-0 and I can bring my own. You reckon 3-0? <laughs> well, listen, Barry last night thought 2 or 3-0. Who's your all-time favourite Rangers player? Eric oh, McInnes. Colin, Colin, Colin Steen. Oh, Colin Steen. The first £100,000 player in Scotland. Willie, thanks a lot. I don't know where that was going, first of all. You took us via the Dramocter Pass. I thought you were going to say uh, Derek McInnes, Willie. He was your hey, favourite hey, hey, Rangers player. <laughs> oh, wait. Bye-bye. Cheers, Willie. Cheers. Oh, wait, oh, wait. 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go. Thanks Chris for the traffic and travel as you mentioned it's getting really busy on the way to Govan All roads lead to Ibrox this evening Well that's not quite true but loads of people 50,000 are going to be there for Rangers against PSV The managers know each other so well They were colleagues of course playing for Holland um, they're good friends, but as they both said, during this next week or so, then they will restrict it to a handshake beforehand. I'm sure it won't end up like Tuchel against uh, Conte the other <laughs> night. Did you both? Did you enjoy that? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? It's, it's nice still to see that there's a little bit of passion still in the game, a little bit of frustration. You know, rather than everybody shaking hands before it, cuddling each yeah. other during the game, it's nice to see a little bit of rivalry. And I think since they both had a bit of a a joke about it, made yeah. a few comments in the media about it, but they know when the game's on, Paul, and the whistle's blowing, they have a job to do for their team. So I don't expect that tonight from Rud van Nistelrooy and Giovanni van Bronckers, but certainly more of the same in England. John, have you ever seen that? that one of your games, the two managers going to each other? Oh, do you know what? It's rare. <laughs> but managers, obviously lots of players, and but... Um, you know, they'll be telling their players to not to uh, square up to each other next not week sure. and they're yeah. doing it themselves. So, yeah. um, But listen, sometimes it spills over. I remember Alan Pardew a few years ago uh-huh. um, up at Newcastle when he was manager. I think he uh, he yeah. went at another player. I can't think of it, what it was right. now. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think uh, Stephen's right. I think that little bit of passion, you yeah. know, the handshake, it's handbags really. It, it was nothing in it. I think they'll both get, you know, reprimanded yeah. and whatever. I think they get 
they get a little bit of a fine, maybe a one game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the yeah. day, there was very little in it. It was just a handbags, wasn't it? Arsene Wenger, he had his moments with Fergie, Arsene but it wasn't Wenger, that way. Wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was, Martin Yoll as well, when Martin right. Yoll was yep. the Spurs manager. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Neil Lennon and Ali McCoist yeah, that was oh, a famous a, a, one another good pals now front page but, yeah. that was yeah, was, yeah so it was front, front six pages it was an inquiry almost everyone was called yeah, to Edinburgh but there you are wow yeah. <laughs> keep them all out of football and uh, let's get on with it and you don't want the fans uh, behave, but I think the fans know that that's uh, it's not the way to behave but it's a bit of passion and that's what the guys were saying last night mm-hmm. as well um, one of the headlines today is about Celtic striker Gikamakis it's not a headline but uh, Fabrizio um, Romano, the great, he's a terrific writer, as we know, and, um, you know, European specialist. He says there's been interest from English clubs in Gikamakis, the 27-year-old, two and a half million signed last summer from Venlo, top scorer last season, joint with uh, Charles Cook. But um, he started off the bench so far this season, and that's not a surprise, but he's untouchable, is what the word is from Celtic. There's no way they would want to lose Gikamakis, John Hartson, would they? They they love him there. Mm. The crowd really really have taken to him. Um, he was so impressive last season when Kyogo was injured for the the back end of the season. Was very pivotal in in Celtic um, winning the winning the championship, and uh, they certainly won't want to lose him. You know, it's it's great scouting. It's great from the recruitment to go and get him from the Eredivisie league, uh, where his team got relegated, um, but he scored an awful lot of goals. Celtic took him. Pay decent money for him, and uh, and they now want want to get the best out of him. Yeah, I think the frustrations will be. He wants to play. Kyogo wants to play, but I think there'll be numerous occasions where Ange can chop and change and everything else and play Jackamakis in certain games. To be fair to Kyogo, he scores again at the weekend. Yeah. What sometimes you got you got to because Ange plays this one striker through the middle. And with the two wide men, generally mm. Abada and and Jota, it only allows you to play one striker up. Mm. I was blessed in the Celtic team because we could play two up because they played three at the back, mm. wing backs, three in the middle of the park, and that that enables you to play mm. two strikers. Ange doesn't particularly do that. Yeah. Um, were you so, ever frustrated, John, when it was you know Sutton, Larson, and Hartson? You couldn't all play all the well, time. Well, Chris generally came in back into midfield. He was so versatile. Chris, Chris could play centre half. Now he was a better centre forward than where he than what he was in midfield, and yeah. centre half. But to his credit, he did that for the sake of the team, mm-hmm. which allowed to have, get the three of us in that one: Hartson, mm-hmm. Sutton, and Larson, all playing in the same team, where that made the team stronger. Um, but with with the way Celtic play, they only play with a one lone striker. But he's just gonna have to be a bit patient. But yeah. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Ange is, is is on top of it, and he's only been at the club twelve months. He's he's had a fantastic start to his Celtic career. Was it, sure was has, it thirteen yeah. goals you said, Paul? Yeah, it season? is. Yep, yep. For Gikamakis, they yeah. certainly don't want to lose him. But you're gonna get linked to clubs, and yeah. there's always agents that want to that, no. that want to link their players. <laughs> yeah, I, I sure. read it about Juranovic as yeah. well at the weekend. I mm. asked the question. What's going on? You know, yeah. it keeps going on. And the good thing is, when clubs are coming for your players. Mm. You know that they're doing well. Yep. Two and a half million pounds is what they yeah. paid for him. I mean, it's pocket money for the Premier League oh, in England. Yeah, listen, I mean, for us, it's yeah. massive. But, you know, that, that's going to be the biggest challenge for Ange. You know, the bigger the squad you have, not the more unrest, but the more players become frustrated because they're not playing Paul. You know, he doesn't make many changes usually to his side either. You know, I know he said he will have to chop and change as the weeks go on because they're sitting waiting for the Champions League group stages to start. And, you know, this... 
time of the season they're normally playing midweek games or qualifying games and you can rotate your squad and you can rest people whereas you're just playing week to week mm -hmm. and players are thinking well if the team's winning 4-0 I'm not going to get a chance so naturally a little bit of frustration kicks in you think of like a Baron hasn't you know always been a regular this season Jack Amakis Moy Turnbull when, when Hatati was fit yeah. so suddenly there's mm -hmm. four international players James Forrest five international players and there's more sitting on the sidelines desperate to go and make an impact and being part of the success and scoring the goals and having that winning feeling so I think once the Champions League gets up and running I think we'll see more rotation from the manager but um, it's hard really to complain whenever the team are winning and scoring so many goals I think as well if you get offered um, a, a huge sum of money a massive fee for these players you're almost resigned to losing them at some stage mm. you look at the Van Dykes you, you, yeah. you look at the the, the teenies um, you look at the Edwards. At some situation, there's going to be a bid coming in that will blow everything out the water. If you were to get that for a Jakimakis or a Juranovic, then you'd have to have a look at it. 20 million, well, whatever it is. Even ahead of the Champions League? Would you not get in, get on, and do the well, very best in Champions League? I think it depends what the player says to you. Yeah. If the player said, sure. I want to go. You know, that's when it becomes... Listen, Juranovic or Yakimakis haven't said that, but you're asking a hypothetical question of, you know, would the club take 20 million or whatever it may be. If, if the player says, I want to leave, then you probably have to but make a decision. But you want top dollar for them. You don't want yeah. to be letting them go What's for... top dollar? Although I don't want to get into that territory of we're trying to Figure you know, some get something yeah, to go. I, but I might get misquoted again. I know. Like, like, <laughs> the, like the Matt O'Reilly one, 50 uh, yeah. million. I said, no, I you said that I know. Madison wasn't you, 50 right. times no, the player. I know, I know. Is Giacomacus, what, 15 million today? If it was, and he's untouchable, is the word coming out of Celtic Park. But Fabrizio Romano has been on saying there's interest well, big, in England. Big centre forwards. 16 days to go. Like big centre forwards who score goals are few and far between because they can occupy two defenders, they can win balls in the air, he's got a great touch, he can bring people in, he works hard, and he's a fantastic goal scorer. So, whatever number you want to tell put you what I would say as well, yeah. Paul, and, and it's not you know trying to upset anything, that players coming to Celtic and coming to Rangers now are looking and possibly seeing a way into the Premier League. Yeah. You know, you only have to look at Celtic's selling record to tell you that they sell players to the big leagues. You know, and they bring them in, they make them better, they make them more rounded and they push them on. I'm not talking about this window or next window. Ultimately, further down the line, that's where Celtic will want to get a return on their investment and get good return on their investment. And if you're winning games and you're successful and the boys are playing well in the Champions League and they're winning trophies, there's going to be speculation. Players are going to want to go and they want to go for the big lights and the big money. Unfortunately, that's what happens. That's most clubs in Scotland are selling clubs. That's a great point. And arguably, the managers as well. Look at the last three and a half years. Absolutely. Brendan Rodgers to Leicester, Stephen Gerrard to Aston Villa yeah. in November. So it's part of the ecosystem, it is. isn't it? But at this point, I mean, we're all so excited. Celtic in the Champions League, Rangers 180 minutes away, a tough 180 minutes, mm -hmm. but it is very, very possible. We'll go back to Rangers. We're just looking at pictures there at Ibrox. It's getting busy. We see the stewards there. Been a bit of rain today. I'm going to ask you about that. What do you think will have any effect? The pitch, of course, will be pristine at the start of the season, but we see them there just outside there in the picture of Giovanni van Bronckhurst. That was Stephen Jarrett up there not too long ago. I noticed that. They got that changed very, very quickly. And uh, after a difficult start, Giovanni van Bronckhurst is proving uh, to be a top manager. Rangers' record in Europe is phenomenal. But we're on Celtic at the moment. Let's go back to the weekend. 5-0 at Kilmarnock. The manager doesn't like that surface. Who does? But he was really pleased, pleased about the spread of goals. Five different scorers. Yeah, look, I think it's something we want to be. We want to be a team that's got multiple threats going forward. Um, 
you know, our centre-halves are contributing at the moment, which is great. Not just with the starting 11 guys coming off the bench. Look, there's no doubt about it. We want to be a team that scores goals, has multiple uh, avenues to do that. And they're on nine points along with Rangers. Uh, he liked the style of football on Saturday, on Sunday, uh, Sunday at lunchtime. You know, days like this, you can sort of just try and get through them and, and sort of get your win and, and, and leave. But you know, that's not the kind of football team we want to be. You know, every game gives us an opportunity to play our football and, and, and try and be as dominating as we can. And, um, you know, if it doesn't work out, it, it's not because we haven't intended to do so. So, you know, we don't need to make excuses at the end of it. We just try and play our football. And uh, like I said, we've got our rewards. John, when you look out the window and you see the, the weather, it's changed. But take your mind back... 48 hours, you would enjoy it at Kilmarnock. You saw you on yeah. the telly. Um, it was quite a performance. <clears throat> yes, it was. And Celtic went about it in in, a, in the right fashion. Um, they didn't give a hoot about the pitch, whether it was watered or not. They got on with it. Um, they scored go- a goal early. I think it was after four minutes. Yeah. A Kyogo wonderful pass from Greg Taylor. Yeah. Perfectly weighted pass. Again, my ears had to square it and made sure that uh, it got to his target. Kyogo there. Uh, to tap in inside the six-yard yard box. And as I said, you know, everybody was thinking, well, we I think we have an idea why they kept the pitch dry and sticky. Maybe that would have affected Celtic's playing on that on that horrible sort of sticky surface, especially when the sun's out like that. And I I, I just think it maybe went against Kilmarnock because why well it, it affected it didn't really make a difference to Celtic one bit maybe if they'd watered it Kilmarnock could have actually got it down and played a bit more themselves mm. they had a goal but sometimes um, I think the few of the goals that Kilmarnock uh, conceded uh, Derek McInnes was disappointed with mm. he said the goalkeeper may well have you know Walker he may well have done a little should bit should he better. have got Jota's strike as a yeah. terrific strike I think there's a lot of power behind mm. the ball um, from a Kilmarnock's point of view you're probably saying your keeper should do better yeah. from Celtic's point of view you're saying it's a wonderful strike yeah. with great power mm. um, you know but I just thought on the day it was five going on more Kilmarnock had their moments without really threatening mm. Joe Hart's goal Celtic once or twice when they went through the, the touch maybe let them down sometimes, but it was five. It was, it was it was a really really good win. It was it was a solid three points on what could have been a different. Although Celtic have a wonderful record against Kilmarnock, Kilmarnock always make it difficult, and it's never easy on them sticky pitches. Stephen. Well, the thing is, if you're going to have a sticky pitch and you want to try and frustrate the opposition, the last thing you want to do is give them a two goal lead. You know, because suddenly then the pressure not the pressure comes off them, but they can actually relax and enjoy the game. And you're the team that are then suddenly starting to think, well, we can't even really attack anymore because they can pick us off. They can, you know, they can they can score more goals. They've got quality all over the place. Celtic are rotating, they're moving all over the pitch. And suddenly Kamarnik then it just becomes uh, damage limitation. And and that's the type of game it looked at. But you can tell by Derek McInnes' reaction after he was furious, you know, as if he was a bit did he did he use the word embarrassed? By, by the, mm-hmm. I think he may have used the word embarrassed somewhere yeah. of the performance, thinking he expected a little bit more of his team. Probably give up not cheap goals, but they were too easy to play against at times. And he wants his team to be resolute and be hard to play against. But once you give the opposition like Celtic two goals of a lead, and then when the tempo dies in the second half, they make four substitutions and bring on four fresh <laughs> and guys. Look at the subs who are desperate yep. to make an impression. So that's where you, you know the the finances and, and, and the resources and the quality of player. I, I said it last week between the top two and the rest is getting wider and wider, and that's just another example of it.
His first goal for Celtic, it was uh, Starfelt, of course. Yeah, look, uh, as I said, you know, there's different ways you can score goals in a game of football and um, your position shouldn't um, stop you from doing that. If you're in that area, you just you take your chances and um, yeah, it's Carl Starfelt's first goal for the club and I know he's been trying hard, so um, a memorable one for him. Uh, yeah, it was and how he enjoyed it. And Moritz Jens got a goal and uh, he picked up an injury. Yeah, I think he's OK. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure what the actual issue was, but um, seeing him after the game, he was, he was moving OK. Seems OK. John? <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Because he was he dancing made... in front of the fans at the end of the yeah. game, wasn't he? Was up, you know, so I uh, if he was fine at the end. You a physio now? <laughs> no, well, certainly you've got a sore ankle, you can't jot about exactly. him, but he, he looks fine Well, that's another partnership, you know, Jens and, and Carter Vickers now. You know, you look at Starfelt and Carter Vickers last season, did very well. Um, you know, they're the best defensive record in the, in the, in the league. This season, Jens has, you know, he stole a march, hasn't he? He's he's got his opportunity. He gets he gets a really good goal away at Ross County. Now all of a sudden it's Carter Vickers and Jens, you know, and 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 until you know Starfelt yeah. can force his way back into the team. That's a possibility, isn't it? And the fans are warming to him, to Jens. Well, listen, that's what you need. You know, you're talking about competition for places. Really, that's probably one of the positions last year they didn't have any competition. Where it always it seemed to be Starfelt and yeah. and Cameron Carter Vickers. Not that it affected the performances, but as a manager when you're trying to a little bit more out of them you're trying to just get a little bit more from them whether it's defensively or getting them to concentrate more or getting them just to try and up their level of performance you bring someone in who makes an instant impression in that area then suddenly you think now we've got competition now we can see that players have to be at their best and if you want to be successful on all four fronts which is Champions League the Premier Sports Cup the Scottish Cup after Christmas the league you have to have it all over the pitch yes it's hard to manage at times because they all want to play but it's a good position for a manager to be in. And we touched on him last night. I, I listened to you guys carefully that have played at the highest level and I mentioned Greg Taylor the other week and yeah. I didn't think you were all taking me on about it. But having watched it, I thought he played really well. And on Sunday, John, he did what... Is he now getting better? Um, you know, he, he was underestimated, but at the top level, is he going to be good enough, for example, in the Champions League? Well, we're about to find out. Um, the, only, the one thing he can do is improve. Uh, I think his final ball has got better. He had a he had a fantastic back end to last season, cemented himself, you know, in the team. Um, and now that that left back jersey is his. It's his to lose. Uh, he's saying that he's still learning the system. Uh, it's a hard system because he has to get through an awful lot of work. You know, Celtic play with a back four, but with two full backs, creating that overload uh, in midfield. And they, they they play generally over the halfway line. Um, and his pass on, on the weekend there was exquisite. It was brilliant way to pass. Maeda's timing of his run was perfect. Um, and, and and I think he's, he's now confident because he knows when he gets on that bus and he leaves the hotel, the team hotel, he knows he's going to be in the team. And that's big for a player. When you know you're going to be playing and, and you know that you're playing well and you're a part of something really good every week, enjoying it, you're you're a major part of it now. And I think that, that that's a, a big thing for any player. And that's happened now to Greg Taylor. He expects to play because he's playing very well. And for Stephen Welsh and particularly Tony Ralston, who this time last year we began to rave about. Yeah. Um, but with so many competitions... I guess they're... The manager said last week he's not here to keep the players happy. They all know they're going to play a part. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just back on the Greg Taylor thing. I thought it was classy <laughs> of Jota yes. after the game to give Greg Taylor a mention yep. during the after-match interview. I think 
did you also get man of the match or did Greg Taylor? Yeah, I think it was then Greg Taylor. Yeah, you're right. The way it finished, it was harder to predict. Greg Taylor. I just felt that was classy of him to go and pick him out and actually talk about him and bring him up because everyone everyone thought when Burnaby came in in the summer, it was just going to be a simple case of Greg Taylor would step aside and he would play. So Greg Taylor's risen to the challenge, which again is what you want as a manager. You do indeed. Final word from the manager at this point. Uh, overall, he was very, very pleased. Oh, I guess, you know, we, we kind of spoke before the game about the challenges today and, and it was a difficult day, you know, with the weather the way it is and, uh, and the surface and, you know, obviously the opposition trying to stop us. I just thought our discipline, our commitment to, you know, play our football um, was really good and uh, we got the rewards for it. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Thanks, Chris. 5.46. It's Tuesday night and it's European action. It's the final qualifier, the first leg. Rangers against PSV Eindhoven in one dugout. Ruud van Nistelrooy. John, how good was he as a player, would you say? Outstanding. Yeah. What a, what a centre-forward for Manchester United he was. Um, and Real Madrid. Real yeah. Madrid as well. Uh, could score any type of goal yeah. quick, over the top. Um, great finisher, instinctive. Yeah. Oh, what a player. Did you just miss... You didn't play against them, did you? You probably... Uh, no, I think I, I think, would have probably yeah. been at Celtic. I can't yeah. remember playing against Van Nistelrooy, actually. I came to Celtic in, in 2001. Yep. Um, no, so, you, no, I'm not probably too sure. I, I, can, yeah. I can't recall playing against him. I think it was York and Cole, mm. generally, uh, when I was up against United. 30 years of the... Premier League in England yesterday and they were talking about who was the best team maybe we'll talk about it later yeah. there's so much to do tonight people talking obviously about Alex Ferguson's Man United and ironic that losing 4-0 to Brentford the other day um, wow but no time just now to talk about it and maybe Liverpool as well is it uh, Man City romping it I know it's only two games so far in England but Liverpool down to 10 men last night Darwin Nunes everyone spoke mm-hmm. about him beforehand yeah. Crystal Palace will have to look out for him they did, Stephen. It was a good game, actually. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It really was. Liverpool were forcing the issue and trying to get the goals. But it just shows you the Premier League, because all the other clubs have the finances to go and buy good players also. You know, the golf, yeah. yes, it gets, it's quite a big golf between the top three and four or five clubs and it is the rest. But, you know, those guys are buying world-class players sure. and spending yeah. mm-hmm. hundreds of millions in their squad every every summer, you know. So it's a huge chance to try and keep up with those kind of guys. But, you know, Crystal Palace and Patrick Vieira, Great point going to Liverpool, no doubt about it. Sure is, talk about that later. It's all about Rangers tonight. Cholak has been in the news. Remember a couple of weeks ago where people were saying, oh, is he going to be able to do it? Three goals in three games. And he will probably start tonight, we'll tell you in the next hour when we get the team. But he's certainly looking forward to that atmosphere at Ibrox. I mean, even for me, it's difficult to explain. Um, For me, I think the best thing is to say when you walk out at the pitch and always getting these goosebumps, you know, uh, it's like a special push, special uh, feeling, and in uh, all the situations on the pitch, uh, they're helping us in uh, all the time. And I think uh, this yeah makes us stronger, some other teams weaker. And um, yeah, I think I can only describe it in this kind of words. John Hartson, Stephen Craig, and Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Stephen. Let's look at uh, who might be matching up against each other. Ben Davies, if he plays, up against Luke de Jong. I mean, that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> tell well, us about that. Well, he's been around quite a bit, Luke de Jong. You know, they brought him in in the summer. He's been at Barcelona, he's been at Seville, he's been at Feyenoord, he's been at Newcastle in the past. So uh, I watched him actually playing for the Netherlands against Northern Ireland probably back in 2019, just before lockdown, when he actually scored uh, in, in is it the Cup 
Feyenoord Stadium against Northern Ireland beating 2-1 or 3-1 in the end but uh, you know when you have an experienced striker who knows the way around the game and probably similar to Cholak in a way that you know they have been about they've got a few clubs they've always scored goals where they've been so you know there's no doubt it's going to be a, a, a big night again for Conor Goldson and for Ben Davies look the young wouldn't have the pace or the you know the dynamic mm. shortness of what some other strikers would have so Rangers possibly can be aggressive with that back line you know we, that's been their source of success is playing a high line forcing the opposition uh, to give the ball away in their own half Rangers looking to capitalise and go so you know uh, you know my thing earlier was will they be a little bit more reserved at times you know yes they'll pick and choose moments where they can go and be aggressive other times they'll come off the game because you know one bad 45 minutes or one bad spell in either of these two games could kill your hopes so that's just an added pressure that Rangers have maybe haven't dealt with in the past or haven't dealt with very well in these two-legged ties. Yes, in Europa League it was fine because if they got knocked out well, yes, they'd be disappointed, but they know what's at the end of this. The money, the finances, the bonus for the players, the bonuses for the club that they would get from that. So, um, But Cholak, you know, he's different than, than Rangers strikers or what they normally... Morelos is probably charging about a bit more, getting close to people, upsetting people. Whereas Cholak is more static, but he comes alive in the 18-yard box. So maybe tonight he might have to be involved in the build-up play a little bit more, Paul, and take the ball and try and link up. But certainly when you've got three goals and, and three games as a centre-forward, you'd be desperate for every game to start. Alex has been on the socials at Go Football Show saying the stats are that Scott Wright has started three of the five games so far this season for Rangers. Could he start tonight mm. and his pace? Oh, he could do. Certainly could. He started the Europa League final on the right-hand side, didn't he? Uh, with a rebound through the middle. Um, yeah, I find him always effective he's a powerful runner um he looks to get he looks to get crosses in when he when he gets the you know the room sometimes when he finds a little opening he feels as if he can go on in, on on his own he can be a goal threat um yeah you know I, I like Wright I think he's a strong strong player for them just I, I watch him and I think he does his little glimpses and little moments where he lights the game up and he runs away from someone, he drops on handbrake and he's got a real change of pace or he dribbles past a couple of players and the next time he gets the ball you think, go and do it again. And then he maybe passes the ball off safe to someone else. And you think, if you're a winger in that Rangers team and you look at Ryan Kent on one side and Scott Ryder and Matondo, you know, your your main job is to drive at the heart of the opposition. Go and commit people and make things happen. So he's got it in his locker. I just think he needs to bring it out more consistently and probably coming off the bench it looks like that's his most productive spells, Paul, when he's, you know, teams are a little that's bit a tired point. or there's yeah. more space for him mm-hmm. to play in. But certainly, you know, to have him in the bench and potentially Robbie Matondo, that if Rangers do have to chase the game at some stage, they've certainly got threats. What about Cody Gakpo? Much said about him. Could he be yeah. away before at 35 million, maybe? Would he go to Man United? He's going nowhere just now. Um, what do we know about well, him? Well, it's a boost for PSV if he stays. Sure. You know, and he certainly, if he, if he plays in these Champions League qualifiers, because it makes him a better side when he's in it. Um, 23 years of age, you know, n- no doubt, you know, you only have to look at the, the Dutch league and the amount of players they sell around the world all the time, Paul, particularly from the big two from PSV and, and, and from Ajax, you know, the players that they've sold and the money they've brought in, it's just another one that will come and probably move on. Manchester United is a huge step, but of course, Eric Ten Hag will know him from, from, uh, from last season and the seasons before. So he'll be a threat, no doubt about it. He's got pace, he's got goals, he's got creativity. So, you know, everyone talks about Ryan Kent and Scott Wright and Robbie Matondo. You know, PSV have got good players. They certainly can't be underestimated. Of course, everybody talks about the, the great Europa League run last year. 
but you have to earn the right. I said it last week, you have to earn the right to win these games. You don't win them because you've got a good crowd mm. and the atmosphere is good. You win them because you're better than the opposition and that's the challenge that has to be laid down the Rangers tonight. John, they've got a lot of more than decent players, haven't they? Goose Till, for example, Philip Max, and of course, Xabi Simons. So yeah, well, they finished yeah. second last season to, uh, to Ajax. In, in the, they finished 16 points behind Ajax mm. in, in the Eredivisie. You love saying that. Everyone does. Broadcasters love going to Eredivisie. <laughs> some, people can, some people can't say it, though, Paul. Some Probably, I can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right and then they beat Ajax in the in the Super Cup didn't they yeah, and yeah, they, they, have, they have yeah. decent players you know I, I, I think the Dutch league it's um, I don't want to be overcritical because uh, you know you look at you've got you've got the Premier League and then you've probably got Spain and then you've got maybe and then you've got Germany. Italy Germany and I, I think Italy. it's probably a yeah. little bit down the pecking order okay. in, in terms yeah. of you know the, sure. the but Ajax, PSV, they always produce great players. You know, they always get, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, Van Nistelrooy, I played yeah. with the great Dennis Bergkamp and all, all these guys. How good was he? Well, we all saw him. Yeah, do you know, but, you know, he, yeah. they, they just produce these great, great players. You look at the, the great Holland teams of mm. Hullet, Van Basten, mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they, they yep. just, they've just produced great players. From Cruyff, one of the best players of all time. Do you the know? late great Johan Cruyff. Yeah. Here's GVB speaking about his opposite number, Van Nistelrooy. Um... Well, I played with, of course, the Man United game also when he was at Madrid. Uh, made, uh, of course, more games with him. So for me, playing with him brings back more memories than playing against him. You know, especially, of course, you know, I played against Ruud when we played with the uh, Rangers against PSV uh, in the 90s where we were in the Champions League. So, uh, and that I think it just made his move to Manchester, I think, a couple of months after or a year after that. So... Uh, you could see the talent he brought and, and the talent he, he possesses at that time. And uh, of course, it was special to uh, to play against a Dutch team for me, for myself and my Dutch teammates and of course, Dig Advocat. But uh, it's good to see him back again. It's got to be good news for Rangers, Stephen, isn't it? That it's, well, it's not got to be, but PSV rather than Monaco because GVB being Dutch knows the system yeah. so well. Well, they should do, but you know, it's okay the manager knowing the system and knowing the setup. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a night like tonight, Paul, where... You can show the players a lot of video analysis. You know, you don't really have first-hand information of playing against them previously. And it's a big night for the players because sometimes you have to learn on the game. You have to be able to adapt, work out what your strengths and weaknesses are of your opponent. Yes, the manager can tell you it all, but suddenly somebody produces something where you didn't expect. Or somebody's quicker than what you thought, or the movement's better than what you thought, or the passing's better than what you imagined. You have to adapt in your game. You know, the players have to be ready to adjust as they go along and maybe not get too tight or drop off or don't take as many risks. Or maybe the you know, they work out the left back is vulnerable, the right back is better than the left. You know, so the, the the team have to work it themselves. And that's always the challenge when you play against opponents you're not used to playing against. So there's a big reliance on the likes of Connor Goldson and John Lundstrom and James Tavernier, the experienced mm. players in the group, are the ones that have to lead on the pitch. The manager can try and get his information across, but the players have to do it themselves. People were saying there's going to be fireworks tonight. Well, there was this morning at 2am mm -hmm. outside the hotel of uh, PSV. And of course, uh, the PSV fans, they had that done to their team yeah. uh, against Monaco and maybe... That's uh, a wee bit of retaliation there. Uh, PSV, they've got the VIP treatment today at Celtic Park. Certainly, uh, Jan Vinegar of Hesselink was back there today, John. Another good striker who did yeah, well for Celtic. Yeah, he was. Excellent yep. striker. Uh, mainly with Gordon Strachan. Uh, Gordon mm -hmm. used to play into him. And uh, great in the air. Really tall. Physical presence. About six foot five he was. Big Jan. Attacked the ball really well. And he had a, he had a brilliant spell uh, at Celtic. He won a couple of... 
I think he won titles and the gold. Yes, yep. he did. Absolutely, did. Gordon yep. won. I think he won three in Gordon a row. Won three in a row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve yeah. McManus, yeah. captain yeah. for all them. Yeah, yeah. I believe. Um, and um, no, fantastic, really good, uh, nice guy as well. Yeah, and I've I've done a few functions and that with him. You know, away from the football and mm. uh, yeah, nice yep. guy. But um, I'm sure he'll have enjoyed um, you know taking the PSV fans. Uh, around right. Celtic mm. Park, show, showing them everything that they're all the trophy cabinets and all that. Amazing stadium, isn't it? At Celtic and at Rangers tonight, which will have 50,000 people in it in just over an hour. The news is next, and then we're back. We'll have team news and also who will be the key people for Rangers. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Just over 90 minutes away to kick off. Rangers against PSV. And it's warming up. It's getting busy around Ibrox, as we heard in the traffic and travel. It's going to be some night tonight. Stephen Craig and John Hartson. You're both right up for aren't you? What do you think? Let's start this hour by saying, John, what do you think is going to happen tonight scoreline-wise? I think Rangers will nick it. I think they'll nick um, a 1-0 or a 2-1 win if they adapt the same tactics as what they've done previously in Europe. Go at them straight away. Um, fly out of the traps. Uh, they won't be used to that. I said they won't be used to it, but the atmosphere that the fans can create at Ibrox, you know, it's it's really been a huge plus for them in, in recent years. And, um, you know, I think they'll go and win tonight. And I, Stephen said earlier on, ideally you want them to go and do it maybe by a, a couple of clear goals just to give them that little bit of a cushion, but it's still going to be very difficult out there next week in PSV uh, in Holland. So I think they can win the game, but they, they have to go about it in the right way in terms of positive, high press, playing the opposition's half. And then, of course, you've got De Jong up mm. front for them. You've got one or two other good players. They, they will feel as if they can get a goal. Under Ruud van Nistelrooy, they'll feel, look, we, we can score here. Um, so for me, I think Rangers will win the game. I think they're more than capable of winning the game. Stephen, that music will be playing tonight. Yeah. They're going to play it beforehand. Hairs in the back of the neck. What do you think? So John Hartson reckons 2-1 Rangers. Yeah. What do you feel? Well, I think Rangers will win the game. I'm not too sure by how many. What will suit them, hopefully, from, from, from their perspective, is, is that PSV come out and have a go at them. You know, I said last week ahead of Union SG that it would be like a Scottish Premiership match where they were leading 2-0 from the first leg. They didn't really want to be too adventurous. They were quite happy to sit back and frustrate and, and sit deep. And it took Rangers a long while to get through. You know, it took a real innocuous handball, which was, seemed a ridiculous decision, and it suddenly brought Rangers to life. But you have to, have to say, up to that point, they were finding it tough to break them down, whereas PSV will fancy themselves tonight. Irrespective of atmosphere and crowd and club, they will think, we can go and win. They went to Monaco and got themselves a draw, so that tells you they'll open themselves up and have a go which may just suit Rangers a little bit more. More space for Kent to play in, more space for Tom Lawrence to run into, more space for Malik Tillman to find pockets of space in it and, and try and be creative. So I think Rangers will win. If they could get it by two goals, wonderful. But I think any win tonight, taking it to the second leg, means they're well within a chance. You have to fancy Rangers because, because of their form at home <laughs> in Europe. Now, I know this is different. It's, it's, it's the Champions League which is huge in terms of what, what it means to Rangers and to get and to get into them group stages. But why wouldn't you fancy him? With the crowd, with the effect that that has, um, with, with the players that they have in the team, do you know? And they're in form. They're winning, they're winning in the one three yeah. out of three in the league. 
and in Europe, you know, they, they, they have shown the way, haven't they, in recent years? It's just that jump, isn't it, for mm-hmm. to go from St. Johnson, no disrespect to them, no, to PSV. True. And it's true. something that Celtic will face in a few weeks' time as well. Yeah. Um, the key players, you mentioned some of them uh, as well there for Rangers. And the skipper, we talked about James Tavernier mm-hmm. last night. Um, I wouldn't say a fan's favourite, but he had such a tough time. I think people really respect what he he's done. Now. I yeah. think he is now a fan's favourite, no doubt about it. I mean, to finish as the top scorer as a right back in the Europa League is a phenomenal achievement last season, Paul. So I don't think people can get away from that. I don't think people actually will fully appreciate James mm-hmm. Tavernier until he's not there anymore. Until you have someone else coming in and trying to fill the void, the assists and the goals and, you know, the, the energy that he shows up and down that right-hand side. So, uh, but, you know... It, I think what it shows is the Rangers players thrive off the big occasion. They thrive on the big nights. And for some of the players who hadn't experienced that, last Tuesday will have given them a little taste for it. They now know what to expect. They now know what the atmosphere is like when, you know, the manager was probably selling that to them before they came. But until you experience that yourself, you don't really get it. And you, you know, you, you heard Malik Tillman speaking after the game last week and he was blown away. You know, he was struggling to put words together because he just said it's amazing, it's incredible. So now they've experienced that, they'll want a little bit more. They'll want a little bit more of it. Yes, PSV, I think, is a step up compared to Union SG, but if they can replicate the performances that they have last season, the new players coming in can get themselves up to speed where they have to be, then Rangers are certainly formidable. Julia is on the line. She's stuck in an accident. There's been an accident in the A725. Um, We'll hear more from Chris on that, the A724. John, she's loving the show. I think she saw you in Europe on many occasions. But for Rangers tonight... To get both teams, John, in this competition in a few weeks' time, how big will that be for Scottish football and for this city, Glasgow? Excellent. It really would. Um, To get both teams in the Champions League, it's not happened now for a good number of years. Um, To to get all the the world's best. You know, Paul, this, this is the pinnacle of club football. This is the biggest club competition in the world. The Champions League. Every top player wants to play in the Champions League. Some players don't get the opportunity to go and win it, you know, because generally the global teams uh, go, go and win the Champions League. The Real Madrid's, the Liverpool's, the United's, the Chelsea's. These are the cities. The well, City haven't won it yet. But these type of uh, and if you if you if you're blessed enough to go and play for one of them players, and if you're good enough, then you get a chance to win it. But even to compete in it, even to stand in that on that pitch. You know, when the camera's right in your face, it's going right across the line and the Champions League music is on. Um, I was very, you know, privileged to to have uh, to have experienced that in my time. But um, you know, we're back now and, and it would be it would be a fantastic achievement um if Rangers were to go and get there as well and join Celtic in the Champions League. Do you know what it is? It's credibility as well, Paul. You know, to have two clubs like that, you know, we everyone talks about Rangers and Celtic being global clubs and you know, for them to be in the in the best club tournament in the world, there's no doubt about it. You know, you then think of uh, all all eyes are suddenly on Scottish football. The city of Glasgow thrives because there's away fans coming, there's a bit of bubble about the place, money's being made, finances are being raised, which is great. But ultimately, the top football competition to have Rangers and Celtic in it would be absolutely brilliant. And we need it after COVID. I mean, the yeah, whole country does, but absolutely. this city has been neglected. Yep. It's not as busy as it was, there's not as many people around, but we'd love to see them coming from all around Europe yep. and some of the top teams. what you've yep. got. You know, Glasgow's yeah. a lovely city, anybody that comes talks about it. So to come on a, on a football trip, because Rangers and Celtic have been to many cities yeah. over the years and they've loved it and they've, and they've left a mark and people remember them. So it'd be nice to welcome plenty of away supporters to the city. I don't think people shout enough about Glasgow. No. They don't. Things have changed. People talk about you know um, the country and we're proud of Scotland, but Glasgow is a phenomenal city in the west of Scotland and we don't 
hear enough about the good things here. There are problems as well, but there are some great things. We've got two huge football teams and Rangers could do it. So John reckons tonight 2-1. Two, two, it's funny, the scoreline doesn't, of course it matters, there's no away goals now. Yep. Uh, does that make much difference? We'll know after the two I think it games, does. but yeah. I think it's huge in, for it. It does, because teams don't go away from home and sit in and hope not to get thumped. Mm -hmm. You know, they're quite happy to go and open up knowing if they concede, or even if the home team concedes, it's not a big issue for them because they know that it doesn't really count for anything other than a goal as opposed mm -hmm. to double over the two legs. So I think it's just opened the game up a little bit more. It's made teams a little bit more adventurous and brave you know, particularly at home, when normally you'd sit back and you're always wary of the counter-attack. bit ironic, isn't it, that the man who broke Rangers' hearts against Malmo uh, this mm -hmm. stage last year, um, well, he carries a lot of hopes of the Rangers fans tonight. It was Anthony, last stage? Yeah. It was the third round last it year, was, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was they indeed. They sure. didn't get to the this time they don't year. have as many, but... No, um, yeah, yeah. So here we are, here's Antonio Cholak talking about his confidence. I think my confidence always high. It doesn't matter if I score or not. Um, I try to work hard for the team. Um, I'm really happy now with this uh, period of scoring. Um, this yeah, makes me hungry for more. And uh, yeah, I know I can... Uh, yeah try to always score to, to bring me into situations and uh, the most important thing is uh, the success of the team and I try always to give everything for them and then uh, after that I'm always happy if I can uh, yeah, add goals and assists for the team. And what about the man who would normally be the number one striker, Morelos? What does he feel mm. about the Colombian star? Yeah, me as a player, as a person, I always go maximum. It doesn't matter. Um, is it training or games? Um, to have a player like Alfredo Morelos and yeah, all this team uh, with the quality, uh, quality players makes us reaching in all the trainings and games uh, the maximum. And of course, to have him uh, with me, I think um, it means a lot also for the team to that we can help uh, the team with our work, with scoring goals. And um, yeah, we need players like this on every position uh, to be successful as a team. And of course his record, John Morelos in Europe is special. He's done really well for yeah. Rangers. And it's incredible. What would have happened had he been fit for the final in May? Who knows? Who knows? We'll never know, will we? But Arriba started, Arriba put Rangers yeah. ahead. Um, so they were in the position, weren't they, at one stage. Um, and Arriba's doing well down south, isn't he? But he's scoring again at yeah, the weekend. Yeah, big loss. Good player. Sure. He always did well against mm. against Celtic as well. Arriba, you know, clumsy, uh, effective. But anyway, he's gone now. Um, but I like the yep. way uh, uh, Jolak talks there. Did you like him? The I, way like, he speaks, I, yeah. I just like the way he backs himself. Mm. Yeah, He knows he's got Morelos breathing down mm. his neck to play. He's getting fitter. He wants yeah. to play. Morelos doesn't want to sit on anybody's bench. He wants to play. He, he wants to think he's the main man. Yeah. You know, he loves the adulation. Yeah. You can see every time he scores Morelos, he runs to the crowd. The crowd yeah. love him. But mm -hmm. And Jolak knows he backs himself. He's like, I want goals. I want assists. And he's all, he's already in great goal scoring form and he wants to stay in the team. And he knows he's got over 100 goal striker Morelos, yeah. as I said, waiting in the wings to, to you know to take that, that, that number nine mantle, if you like, off him. But he's backing himself. He don't want to come out of the team. Morelos is desperate to get in the team. So it's just how Giovanni Van Bronckhurst... Just coincidence. How, uh, how, he, how he sort of plays it's it out. Great really. insight. Yeah. yeah. Cholak couldn't get any goals and then suddenly Morelos is fit and now he's got three and three. Uh -huh. The three games yeah. that Morelos has been yeah. fit, he scored in every single one of them. So it's amazing, you know, when you're talking about Ange Postacoglu adding a little edge to players' mm -hmm. games. Centre-forwards, they want to play, they want to be the main man. John knows it. And suddenly you look over and thinking. Here comes this guy. Here comes the, the player that these Rangers mm. fans idolise. I'm going to have to up my game or get myself in good positions. And 
know, it's a good place for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to be in. Great insight from you two, John Hartson and Stephen Craig. Because you're right, he was asked there about Morelos, but he said about how hard he trains. Cholak yeah. trains, gives everything. Yeah. And I don't think GVB would take anything but that. Uh, what an opportunity for these players. Strong squads and, you know, we hadn't mentioned uh, Aribo and why would we just now or Calvin exactly. Bassey. We were a couple of weeks ago yeah. and we certainly were um, after that. The performance over in Belgium a couple of weeks ago was a horror show. But for the first time ever, Rangers overturned a two-goal deficit in Europe. Um, they wouldn't want to be going, well, let's not even think about that, guys, that it could be a deficit going over. A draw? Any thoughts if it was to be that? No. Tonight? No. Yeah. I think Rangers have got enough if they had to go and play on the counter-attack. You know, they've got yeah. enough pace and they've got enough trickery to go away from home and win a game. Of course they have, but I think tonight they'll learn a lot about each other, games-wise or teams-wise, trying to work out and suss each other out and where they think they can have success in the second leg. But, um, you know, for Rangers to be dealing with the atmosphere, dealing with the crowd, dealing with the energy that comes with that and the extra lung it gives you at times to push on, can it intimidate uh, PSV? I was reading a quote earlier from Arthur Newman and he said that playing at Ibrox like playing in front of 100,000 people, never mind 50,000, whereas the Dutch teams wouldn't be used to that kind of atmosphere or that intensity. So if you can try and manipulate them or impact them in any way at all, then the Rangers players have to do it. Jackie Bird's listening, but she said the music wasn't loud enough there, the Champions League, James, that was me. She said it's not quite loud enough. It's going to be some Brilliant. night tonight. They're all tuned in, John. <laughs> yeah. uh, lots of the Rangers fans coming on saying tonight they think uh, 3-1 there. That's uh, James is on. 3-1 he reckons I think, who, who I think, knows I yeah. think the players Paul, yeah. I think they've got to adapt a mindset that they have to approach the game like they're behind like they're yeah. behind in Europe and this is like a second leg it's not theoretically they have to think and that's when they're at their best when they're when they're hungry they come flying out they attack the opposition, they create, they get crosses in the box, the crowd get behind them with the energy that the crowd give them. And that's the the the, the way they have to approach it, as if they're behind. Because when they have been behind, not just last week against, against Union SG, it's happened several times yeah. in, in the last sort of sure. six or seven. This is what got the home form, by the way, got them to the Europa League final. Their home form, the, man, the, the way that they managed to turn a positive into a negative because they've got such a vociferous home crowd. They have to adapt that type of approach tonight for me to go and win this game and make it not easier, but give them a better opportunity than when they go out to Holland next week. John Hartson giving them a team top there for the fans, mm. for the Rangers fans. We didn't think we'd see that a few years ago. Go Radio bringing everybody together. If we look to Rangers' last game, against St. Johnson at the weekend, 4-0, Cholak, Tillman, Arfield and Lawrence. And this was the manage, manager speaking afterwards. The most pleased, of course, with the three points. That's always the most uh, important thing. After that, we score four goals, which is also good. Clean sheet, we could change players uh, in the second half. Really pleased with overall performance because we need the result every game we play in the league. And uh, today, uh, after Tuesday, and of course with the game on Tuesday, um, just in front of us, we wanted to make sure we, we got the three points with, with, uh, with a lot of goals. And uh, we achieved that today I think I've got the team Paul yep okay um, so this is not this is a confirmed Rangers lineup tonight um, I'm more right than Craig's again well, uh, <laughs> the kick off's at 8 o'clock so have to get this McLaughlin so they get the team an hour and 45 minutes before McLaughlin let's get this yep. Tavernier mm -hmm. Goldson Sands Barisic okay Lundstrom Kamara Jack 
Tillman Matondo Cholak. So I'm two out from it being the same team as the weekend. Wow, John, that's the you believe that's the Rangers team. That's what news on it. Yeah, go. no, Confirmed yeah, John, football. of course. Who broke that? Jo- John's got the uh, the team. So what do we make of that team then? Rangers so, substitutions: yep. McGregor, McCrory, uh, Yilmaz, Davis, King, Devine, Davis, Lawrence, Arfield, Wright, Sakala, Morelos, not even on the bench. Wow. We'll, we'll get it confirmed yeah. shortly, but that has come to John there. Uh, the Rangers team, um, Sands could well. I mean, we, we did say that at the beginning. The manager um, has th- he thinks he's he's done well so far for yeah. them. Yeah. Well, the fact that he keeps playing him yeah. tells <laughs> you that, he, that he's content. Yeah. You know, that, no, Ryan, um, no Ryan Kent. Right, well, we'll, we'll just check into get the official John's got the insight yeah, there on that one I have no idea yeah. where it's came from but normally the team would be released an hour and 15 minutes for a kick off and mm. kick off is 8 o'clock so it's quarter past 6 maybe when you've played in Champions League you get them first yeah. so I don't I'm have not, it yet yeah, but I'm, well done John I'm, no I know yeah, yeah yeah it's on a website wow. though isn't yeah, it indeed. Yeah. it's on a website yep. it's, on a, so, it's on the HITC website right. you know what that is. we're just going to the break and then we'll continue the countdown looking forward to the game Rangers against PSV and also a couple of the other headlines from around Scotland. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. So we're still waiting for the Rangers lineup. We don't have the lineup yet. Most of those players will be in, but not every one of them. So not confirmed. That, not confirmed no, yet. I think that yeah. was their, their, um, their reserve team I read out there. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. There's such a strong squad. So that's not yet confirmed. But we will have the team very, very shortly. The confirmed team. I'll tell you what we do have confirms coming in the last few moments. Ukraine against Scotland next month. The game is going to be played in Poland, as we expected, because of the ongoing war and the invasion in Ukraine. It's going to be played September 27th in Stadion Krakowville in Krakow in Poland. So Scotland will be there. That's not a surprise, Stephen, that we'll be playing... No. I it's think the other off. games there, I think that yep. the supporters had planned somewhere to get in Poland, just depended where it was going to be, Paul. But it becomes a huge game, doesn't mm-hmm. it, now? Because, you know, after the, the uh, disappointment of going out of the World Cup playoffs and then, you know, picking up that last victory in Armenia, you know, certainly the disappointment against Ireland. So it now it's boiling down to these final three games, which are all set up lovely. Did you have to mention that, the game with Ireland? Yeah, I did, sorry. It was such <laughs> a low, wasn't it? You know, yeah. um, I know. Yeah. I, I, I don't think anybody saw it coming. That was the issue. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that it was so poor and Ireland had been so poor up to that was their first win. So suddenly they're now back in contention. So the, you know, that game in Ukraine, they've got Ukraine back in Glasgow as well. And plus, of course, they've got the, the Irish game in Glasgow as well. So it really is set up to be a terrific finish. Ukraine is a good team, by the way. Oh, yeah. they, they, yeah. they, they, 
they should have beat Wales in Cardiff. Seriously, they should have. They were a the much you better feel? team. Yeah. They were a the much better team. They were coming off, obviously, very confident. Having beaten Scotland, and then they, they came to Cardiff, and for some reason, we managed to get a deflected goal and hold on and win the game 1-0, but they were a the much better team on the night. Yeah, we were all geared up, weren't we, to play Wales. We knew it was going to be tough against yeah. Ukraine, but not as tough as it was, and we'll miss out. And John, you'll be there, of course, Just in Qatar for the World Cup. Luck. I think yeah. you always need that little bit of luck sure. with yeah. these things, you know. And um, we, you know, we carried the luck in, in the Euros and getting there, and we should have been probably a bit more adventurous in the first game, but it's all ifs, yeah. buts, and maybe, Stephen, we wish we were there, don't we, a bit? Northern well, Ireland, we were the same yeah, Scotland I mean, at the World Cup, Qatar. I, I'd love to say we were closer. I'd love to say we could even win a game. Unfortunately, we're not at that stage at the minute, but certainly I think the biggest disappointment for Scotland because... It's as good a squad as I've had for a long time. Uh, there was a lot of anticipation ahead of the Ukraine game and unfortunately, Paul just didn't deliver. We didn't. Antonio Cholak, he was on duty for Rangers ahead of the game at the media conference yesterday and he was speaking about how special it will be lining up if they can get to the Champions League proper. Yeah, I think uh, it's the highest level you can play on and uh, I think everybody's dream, I speak now for myself, but I think for all the other players, when they start to play uh, football and uh, hear the Champions League anthem, it's like uh, yeah, one of the biggest things. And I think uh, we are now two games away from that uh, dream, I would say. And uh, I think everybody is uh, yeah, prepared and want to give everything to yeah, be in the group stage. There'll be some game tonight. PSV are in town up against Rangers. So that wasn't the confirmed team. We will give you it as soon as we have it. Stephen, your old team Motherwell, two weeks ago it was, you know, Graham Alexander yeah. sacked just on the eve of the, the season proper. Stevie Hamill won the first game and was just seconds away from getting the point. Oh, a point, yeah. yep. And then he's appointed. And well, it's they amazing get the win. that changes sometimes, Paul, when a manager goes, it just frees players up a little bit more. You know, they, maybe there's grievances between manager and some of the players. Uh, maybe the system doesn't suit style of play. What there's, you know, the messages are getting put across, but... Sometimes it just works. You know, a manager just comes in and it, and it works for them. So, I mean, particularly going to Aberdeen at the weekend when, you know, Aberdeen had got a lot of high praise about how well they were playing and they made all these new signings. Uh, you know, so for Motherwell to go there and, and go in front and then go behind and then come back again shows that there's a lot in that squad. There's a lot more in that squad than what they've produced in the last six or seven months. So, terrific start for them, really strong. Uh, you know, it's always difficult as a new manager a young manager see he's not young anymore but a new manager you've never managed before you don't really know what to expect fans don't know what they expect but so far it's been an excellent start well 39 is that not young no I know oh is he 49 40, yeah, yeah. So I think, well you John, only have to no, look at some managers who take jobs course. in the early 30s I think Lee yeah. Johnson Lee Johnson's 42 and he's been managing for 10 years mm -hmm. you know what I mean? it's, yeah, it's crazy yeah, how yeah. he yeah. seems to be getting younger and younger and younger John, nobody saw that, did they? That Motherwell would win at Aberdeen. And to go one up and then 2-1 down, you thought, well... But well, to come what, back and win 3-2... What, what he has got, he's got a bit of a bounce. They've mm. got a bit of a bounce from the new manager, Stephen Hamill. He's gone in there and he's basically said, look, lads, I, I'm the manager. You know, show me what you can do. I know what you can do. But now I'm, I'm making all the decisions. Now the buck stops with me. And for him personally, they've gone and done the business for him. Not an easy place to go. Aberdeen start the season all you know couple of games in Jim Goodwin you know he be he won't be very happy with that particular result because the likes of Motherwell Aberdeen would be looking to beat uh, in particular at home at in Pitodry um, but it's a it's a brilliant win brilliant brilliant win for Motherwell and Stephen Hamill and uh, can you believe in fourth position I know it's really early but joint fourth 
uh, with Livingston and that will be some game yeah. this weekend. It is and you know Livingston has always seemed to thrive yeah. when they're the underdogs. Mm -hmm. You know they went to Tanadice two weeks ago and people thought well Dundee United have just beat Azar Alkmaar this will be a home win routine yeah. they'll get over it but no Livingston have got a little bit about them even you know we watched that in the first day of the season mm -hmm. when they played Rangers they put them under all sorts of pressure you know not continually but you know they had moments in the game so for him to come bring a big crowd then you know Martin Boyle coming in he'd got the late uh, goal in the Edinburgh derby you thought Hibs had been coming there and thinking we can go there and win but Livingston just have something about them Davy Martindale continually gets the best out of his players uh, you know they continually punch above their weight and uh, you know for them to be beating Hibs I think he said he sets a third time in, in four games or something to beat Hibs and he said for the size of that club to be beaten the size of Hibs is a remarkable achievement you but get yeah. to keep them yeah, I, didn't, well, I yeah. didn't necessarily see yeah. that as a shock you know did you not? no Livingston you oh, know the way yeah. that they've performed and um, you know they 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 got Newbley now. How good to see John? Very what do you good, think? very good. Uh, for what I've seen up to now, I never worked with him when I was at Livingston for that time. It was uh, he wasn't he wasn't there. He wasn't around. Um, but I just like the way he's he gets the ball. He got one thing on his mind. He picks the ball up uh, on the halfway line, almost just inside the opposition's half. Sorry, about five or six yards. He's got he's got nothing. Nothing on, nothing wide of him to to play it out wide. One thing on his mind is to go right out. The defending wasn't great from from the Hibs defence, but the way that he just showed great feet, real nimble for a big centre forward, and he's a brilliant finish in off the side of the post. And he's always there thereabouts. He's a big focal point. He set he sets things up as well for other players. I really like him, you know, I really, really do. And I just think if, if you're not mentally prepared to go and play and, 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 and compete against Livingston, you know, the, the, the winning goal was another set piece from Livingston. Mm. Um, and if you're not going to prepared to go and compete against a team that, that puts so much emphasis on set, on set pieces, they're so, so important to Livingston, the way they play, the way they pick up points, then you know, the writing's on the wall and I just think that Livingston went about it the right way and um, at the end of the day, I don't think it was it, it was a particular yeah. shock, to be honest. Big win for St Mirren as we touched on earlier and Richard Tate, how good do you think that well, goal was? I was at the game. You, well, you had the match. I went along to watch yeah. it and, and where his seat was was directly behind Tate's right. shot. So the minute it came to him and it came rolling towards his right foot, I, I, I thought to myself, if he's going to score from here, I can only go in one place because the way that people, the, the, it was blocked and he only had that little square in the top goalkeeper's top left hand corner it was a wonderful finish I did, did you shout shoot no, no. no. <laughs> I have to say it was a decent game yeah. uh, you know Mally Mackay's players probably played better against Hearts than Celtic first half in particular they turned the ball over too easy they couldn't really get any rhythm in the game St Mirren had two or three chances probably should have scored before they did so I think it was probably a fair result but they just about edged it more than anything you know didn't carry enough of a threat Ross County probably pushed later on Jordan White come on actually done really well but you know, for Stephen Robinson, people talking about his job and under a little bit of pressure. So he now goes to Tanadice, I think, this weekend. Mm -hmm. They go to play Dundee United, where Jack Ross is under a little bit of pressure, which will probably mm -hmm. lead you to the next game, Paul. But um, yeah. yeah, a big win for them. Football's crazy, isn't it? We're Ooh. saying Jack Ross could be under pressure, which he could yeah. be. And we, I think, all expected great things there, especially the way they started. But uh, it'll be a massive game this weekend there. What about Dundee United, John? They went with, you know, this time last week we were saying, well, well done. In the first leg, we know what happened, 7-0 over there, and the roof came in. Well, having, having lost so heavily um, in, in that um, European qualifier, yeah. they had to go to hearts and just think of something different. They, they, they had to go and and try to um, 
maybe keep a clean sheet. Uh, Less than a minute before try, they lose try, the first try goal. Try something different, you yeah. know. Um, you know what? What was Jack Ross? What was he thinking? How, how how does he think his team may be affected by getting beat so heavily mentally? How do you go and approach that really tough game away at Tyne Castle? Mm. And again, you know they've got a lot of work to do there. Mm. They've got a lot of work to do to go down four one. Mm. Yeah, Hearts can do that to you, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Barry Mackay mm. again on the score sheet. Uh, Shankland, um, difficult venue. You know, in, at the best of times. Uh, you know, Hearts, we we mentioned it. Are they the third best team? Absolutely, they really are. Was the scoreline worse than the performance, Stephen? Well, I think, you know, you listened to Jack after. He said from minute one to minute 95, he just didn't perform. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a very honest assessment from a manager, but when you're just into a job and you've lost seven three days before that, Paul, you know, 12-1 aggregate in their last three games because they lost against Livingston in the league before that 1-0. So, um, Did you have to add that one in? <laughs> <laughs> it, it just it seems a bit better than 11-1. And I wouldn't want to do Livingston a disservice because no, they course. were part of that, you know, You're part right. of the team that yep. beat them. So, you know, they, they just looked too easy to play against. Yeah. You know, this uh, naturally last Thursday night, they just capitulated. Once it went two, three, you thought this could be anything at all. They get away and not have double figures. Mm. I mean, at, at one stage, you thought it could easily have been double figures. So to go, you want to see a little bit of response from your players. And as much as the manager takes a flack, as a player, you have to take pride in your performance. Mm. You know, when you're up against it and things are against you and you've had a bad result, yeah. you want to go and stifle the opposition to be hard to play against. And once Hearts got the opening goal, United settled after that, but Hearts were far too good. Makes it like a cup final for Dundee United this weekend, John. We're still waiting for the confirmed Rangers team if you're just tuning in. We will have it very, very shortly, but that'll be a good game. And there was a... I mean, they had a sellout just uh, less than two weeks ago yeah, yeah. in the game against uh, AZ Alkmaar. Well, I think so. the crowds will come back if they start yeah. winning games again, you know, mm. and Jack Ross, he's got lots of experience, hasn't he? And... But, you know, to have two drubbings on the back of two drubbings, that, that sometimes can be more psychologically than talent. You know, it, it's how you get your head round that. You have to forget about it very, very quickly to move on for the next one. League table, as we know then, Celtic and Rangers at the top on nine points after three games, Hearts on seven, and then Motherwell and Livingston on six, and then Hebs on four after three games, Aberdeen on three, along with St Mirren and St Johnson, Dundee United and Kilmarnock on one, and Ross County on no points and you saw a lot of them last season but they started poorly as well mm. the biggest game in the championship was uh, the other Glasgow derby uh, Queen's Park up against yeah. Paddock Thistle big win for the a, Spiders a Glasgow derby played in Stenhouse Muir I know it's bizarre, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. Weird, yeah it was a strange one <laughs> like Clyde, Clyde used to also yeah. be Glasgow Glasgow course, exactly but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, um, but yeah so what did you make of that Queen's Park against uh, Paddock Thistle well, big disappointment for Thistle you know they had the, yeah. the good start of the season winning away to Dundee and you thought you know I tip Thistle to be there, thereabouts, come the end of the season. I still mm -hmm. think they will be. You know, you look at the quality of player that they have. Uh, like Brian Graham always gets goals. Scott Tiffany coming back from injury, always creative. Stephen Lawless is an experienced player. Stuart Bannigan. Uh, Kyle Turner's another midfield player I really like. So they've got more than enough ability to go and do it. It's just whenever these inconsistent results come in. But then you've got to give credit to, to Owen Coyle and, and, and the Queen's Park. You know, for them to come up and then be competitive in this league, of course, they spent a few quid bringing in the likes of Dom Thomas. But... You know, they'll certainly fancy their chances. You know, every year you look at that championship and you think, who's going to win it? Yeah. Kamarnik last year had the resources. This year, Dundee probably should have the resources, mm -hmm. but you know, Park Thistle beat them the opening day of the season. Of course, so, so, yeah. So it's can they? Can they? That'd be a great achievement, wouldn't it? If Queen's Park can oh, do it, phenomenal. It's fairy tale stuff, yeah. isn't it? I mean, that's Livingston part of their, done that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's part Livingston of their strategy. Under David Hopkins. I mean, part of their strategy is to be competitive and, and try and get themselves into the top flight. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if they could do it in this season, mm -hmm. then it would, it would certainly be. 
I would make people sit up and take notice. Three games there, Dundee top with six points, and then come Inverness on five, Ayr on five, and Partick Thistle on four. Queen's Park also on four, along with Morton, then come Hamilton and Cove Rangers, Race Rovers, then Arbroath. That was the, the championship at the weekend. Were you the striking coach at that point? At yeah, Zell I went in just yeah. to help them out a little bit. I remember. We had some good yeah. strikers, by the way. We had... Um, um, we had the boy Ryan Hardy mm-hmm. on loan from yep. Rangers. I think he's now at Plymouth. Good finisher. Um, and I can remember saying to Ryan, I remember said, look, Ryan, I said, uh, I think you're good enough to be in the Rangers first team. And I was saying, Rangers mm-hmm. will have somebody here every game watching you play, monitoring your, your progress. And did they? And he, what he did was, he gave him a big lift and he was scoring a lot of goals for us. We also had the boy Danny Mullen. Mm-hmm. Danny went on Thistle to Thistle now? Yeah, is it Thistle? Yeah, he went on to uh, he, he moved to um, Marin, to St Mirren who, who actually won the league and Livingston oh. finished second that year we beat Livingston we beat St Mirren 4-0 We'll keep more of that for the River. podcast John yeah, I think. Lee Miller Lee yeah. Miller came Lots as well names, Lee, I know. great experience I think a lot of people are astonished that you're not coaching but uh, it's to our benefit here uh, on the Go Radio Football Show John that uh, People love hearing you here five on the kids, show. Paul, <laughs> you've got to keep the, you've got to keep earning the money. Um, <laughs> what about Celtic? Is there any chance they will sign Ross Barkley, or is this agents who are floating stories? Uh, both well, I, I, th- I think yeah. the one uh, position that Celtic are, are very, um, uh, I've got plenty of quality mm-hmm. is is the midfield. Feel, yeah. You know, you look at. You look at the players, Rudy Gucci was injured at the yeah, minute. Of course, they got yeah. Moy, who, who's, who's just come in. A couple of others, James Forrest, that could That's go right. on. Sure. Um, but, you know, I think Ross Barkley has shown he's, 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 got, he's got real quality. Would that but, be for the Champions League? I don't know. I don't, would you leave out? I know. Yeah. Just what, the question, what, leave out the do you, you don't leave McGregor out. No chance. You, Turnbull is a goal threat. Hatati. And Hatati at this moment has got a little bit of a knock. Sure. And he got O'Reilly, who's, yep. who's, who's quality, Oof. real, real quality, middle yeah. of the park here. Yeah. So where does he play? And if he comes from Chelsea, you think he'd be commanding a loan fee and possibly wages? So you think if, you, if you're going to bring that quality in and that finance in or spend that finance, he has to play somewhere. Yeah. You know, imagine, you know what? naturally you have to earn your position in the team but if, you, if Andrew's going to bring him in does that mean he's not happy with one or two who are there so I think it just creates a, a few doubts but yeah. listen if you get a quality player like that it's probably hard to turn down but I just wonder where's he going yeah, to play yeah he's got quality you know, he's so much promise John years. didn't he he's underperformed yeah, given I'm, the promise I'm, I'm, when, yeah. been at, when he'd been at Everton and he break mm-hmm. in so young um, and then he moved to Chelsea and, and he has had a few games for Chelsea but he, he's just out of out of favour right now and his agent is probably wanting him to come maybe somewhere different, maybe try a different league. But he has got real quality, but we just haven't seen a lot of it lately. Quick break and then the Rangers team will be confirmed. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Just over an hour away from kickoff, Rangers against PSV. The team news will be with us any moment now. It should drop. The confirmed team uh, will be with you here on Go Radio in a moment or two. Rud van Nistelrooy in town, the PSV coach. Well, this is the yep. official. Sorry, Paul. I'm yep. so, that's all right, John. I must make sure we get the official. Um, Rud van Nistelrooy has said 
Rangers have a fantastic squad with young lads and experienced players. They play very well and we're expecting a huge game tonight. Steven, we're just waiting for it. Yeah, He'll be... Uh, you've, was, you've got the team. I was right? one John, give us no, a team. this is the official. The last one came... I don't know what Go the last one came Go for Forget from. that. Let's get the team. Right, McLaughlin in goal. Tavernier, Lundstrom, Goldson, Cholak, Stephen Davis, Lawrence, Kent, Sands, Barisic, Tillman. Wow. So a few changes there. Thank you, John. First with the team, McLaughlin, Tavernier, the captain, Lundstrom, Goldston, Cholak, this is the way it's come out. Stephen Davis is back in. Tom Lawrence, Ryan Kent, James Sands, Borna Barisic, and Tillman, and Tillman Malik yeah. Tillman. Yeah. Stephen, what's your reaction? Well, I think Steve Davis's experience, that tells you what the manager thinks of him tonight, that they will need more control of the game in midfield. They will have to dictate the game. You know, it, it may not be as as direct as what it's been previously. So Steve Davis just will tide the game over, protect the middle of the pitch, make sure they don't get caught in the counter-attack. Lundstrom will have the freedom probably to go and join in. You know, the front line of Tillman and... Um, and Lawrence and, and Kent will be the ones to be creative and Cholak. So I don't think there's any real major surprises. Steve Davis was the one I thought Ryan Jack might have played as the holding midfield player just because he played at the weekend. But clearly it just shows you with the magnitude of the game and the experience of Stephen Davis on international football and Champions League nights, this will play into his hands. You, you nailed it, Craigs, in all fairness. Um, yep, well done. Did, yeah, Barry and, Ferguson will be pleased about Stephen Davis. And yeah. on the bench, McGregor and McCrory, the goalkeepers. Yilmaz... Jack, Matondo, Kamara, Morelos, Wright, Sakala, Arfield, King. King. Strong, John, isn't it? You happy very with the strong. lineup? It's very yeah. strong. Um, and Morelos could have played, uh, Matondo could have played, but Kent Kent offers, gives you something different, yeah. doesn't he? Um, Tom Lawrence, again, you know, sco uh, scored at the weekend. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's very, very strong. And as I said, if, if, if they go and adapt the same attitude, to what they have done at home in Europe, then I can see them winning the game tonight. They're more than capable of winning the game. You just look at that midfield three as well, they've got a really good balance about it. You have the experience and the composure and the calmness of Stephen Davis. Mm -hmm. You have the running power and the energy of Tom Lawrence to break from midfield and get himself into the box. Then you've got John Lundstrom, who's probably a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, likes to dictate the game, but can stick his foot in. He's good aerially, he's good physically. So, you know, I think Giovanni van Bronckhorst has given PSV a little bit of respect by picking that strong midfield trail with that balance in there. So, um, listen, it's set up perfectly. It really is set up to be a great game tonight. Wonderful atmosphere. Uh, you know, and for Scottish football's sake, we hope that Rangers can give themselves a real chance for that second leg and go and join Celtic in the Champions League. The PSV team, so the goalkeeper Benitez, Tezzi, Obispo, Romalo, Sangare, De Jong, that we've talked about earlier on, also the captain, Gapko that we spoke about, Gutierrez, Veerman, Saibari and Max. And we've got an Italian referee, anything we can read into? Italian referees, fiery, uh, top referees. Uh, strict. Strict. You'd normally think okay. strict, yeah. but, You know, that's mm. what we always tend to tend yeah. to, to... I remember that's just pure Luigi Colina. Yeah, indeed. You know, how yeah. he carried himself indeed. and how he went on. But of course, Joey Veerman's another one who Steven yeah. Gerrard had chased, hadn't he? He had tried to get it's him... True for a while so it'll be interesting to see the Rangers fans I get a good close up look at him but uh, Gakpo uh, is playing yep. you know even mm. though he's been linked to Manchester United you knew he would you know, yeah, yeah well it's, it's it's such a big night for the club you know again if they went out of this stage they possibly might sell him but if they go through then you know with that money it brings Paul they would want to probably keep him on and we shouldn't underestimate the opposition and nobody is he's a £35 million player that's just yeah. one of them Gakpo
Yeah, yeah, I don't think we are, yeah. Paul. What, no, I know. What we are know. doing, we're bigging I'm up the, the atmosphere, we're bigging up sure. Rangers' form, oh, yeah. Yeah. and the results that they've that they managed to get uh, in the last sort of, particularly last year, getting to the final. So that's 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 what we can do. You can't worry too much about the opposition. You respect them, mm. but you can't really have any concerns when you go in and think what a player he is, what a player I'm up against today. Stephen and I, international Stephen, we're playing against the best players in the world. Yeah. But every time you went in and played against a great, great player, if you look, if you respected him too much, then it affect the way you play. Yeah. You know, you, you've got to, you know, put your stamp on the game whichever way you can against them. Just looking at that team, Ryan Kent. What about him tonight, Stephen? How well, crucial is, could he be? Well, it, it could be crucial in keeping him. When you think mm. over these two games, if they suddenly get themselves 30, 40 million pounds, Paul, then Rangers can potentially go back. No, but with the money coming in, I'm saying they can go and offer him a new contract, you know, with that yeah. extra money mm-hmm. that's come into the coffers. Oh, sorry, so, yeah. you know, also a night like this, as a player, this is where you want to go and excel. You want to go and showcase yourself if he's only got what, less than a year left in his contract. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't decide to sign a contract, it's nights like this, people will look at and think, can he handle the Champions League? Can he handle the big occasions? Of course, he's done it in the Europa League, but you always think the Champions League is that next level up. So, again, Rangers will be relying on him. He's one that can go, he's a match winner. I don't mean in particular creating and, and maybe he can do. He's capable of scoring a goal. Uh, we he've, he've showed that. But the way that he just weaves, he chops back, you know, and he can deliver. You know, he, mm. he's got that wonderful, that bend away from the goalkeeper, just a defend, in, in behind the defenders where they, they're, they're backing onto the ball. And he's got tremendous ability, um, does Kent. So he's in tonight and it's a big night for them. You also look at Malik Tillman, 20 years of age. You know, scored the winning goal effectively in the last round last Tuesday night. You know, for to come from Bayern Munich and you know not have played an awful lot of football, and to suddenly be thrown in to the big mm. occasion probably tells you more about his temperament and what he's got, Paul, and how he can handle it and how he thrives on it and how he enjoys it. It shows already the trust the manager has in him to go and put him in on such big occasions, and you know, hopefully he can just build on last week's performance and go. On loan from Bayern Munich, but you can see why, you know, where he's come from. Quality. You can see that quality, John. You'd be impressed that. by it. Oh, he's got yeah. that. He's got that um, in abundance. Whereas against Union SG with him um, and Matondo, it was too much for the two of them, yeah, wasn't it? It you was. Know. You know, the, you know, Matondo hasn't played, he's played a few games, but he's not played loads no. for a 21 year old. Yeah. You know, 21 year olds nowadays can play 150, can be at 150 games, 170 mm. games, and I think he's around about 40 or 50. So, you know, this could be the type of game for him as well, Matondo, to bring him on when the game slowed down a little bit. There's more space for him to work in. He can go and use his pace. You know, we touched on it earlier about Scott Wright being something similar. So Giovanni van Bronckhorst has certainly got options. GVB, he is hard to read, isn't he? You can never tell mm-hmm. what the line, the starting lineup will be. And Stephen Davis, you mentioned him. Stephen Cragen. What do you think, John? What would you say about Stephen Davis and tonight I, and the role I, he'll I've, play? I've uh, paid him so many superlatives on this show. Um, calm, you know, under pressure, you know, always looks as if he's got time on the ball, picks the right pass, um, you know, keeps the ball very, very well, and he'll point the finger. And you know, people, people, when when he's you know sitting in front of that back four. You know he's very reliable as well. He'll intercept uh, passes through uh, to the front men, and then when he gets it, he'll just give it to the nearest player, and he'll say, "Off you go, go on." And listen, you know he's done it for his country. He's done it for Rangers many years. He's played in the Premier League. He's an outstanding player, an outstanding professional as well. I think when you get a night like tonight, when you expect the intensity to be high and both teams going at it, and everything's fast and furious. 
you always need a figurehead who can just take the sting out of the game, who can just put their foot in the ball. And sometimes all it takes, Paul, is to make a five-yard pass. Mm -hmm. Just simply to take the game in a different direction. Or if one of his teammates is under pressure and he's getting closed down, just, you can always pass the ball to Stephen Davis and Stephen will just relax. Mm -hmm. he make the right choice. And I think as he's got older, he knows when to speed the game up, when to slow it down, when to play the short pass, or when to go and throw the ball in behind and try and stretch the game. So, you know, as much as I said, I didn't think him... I didn't think he would play tonight. That was based just on that he hadn't played the last two games yep. since he played against Kilmarnock. That was the reason I didn't think he would play. I thought he'd slip down the manager's thoughts. But now when he's in the team, you can understand the theory behind it. See, resting him. I know it's really <laughs> early in the season, but he is 37. Although we shouldn't say that Stephen Davis shows no sign of easing up, does he? They've got a strong bench as well. Drummel, the goalkeepers, along with uh, Waterman. And then Siemens. We spoke about him earlier. Van Ginkel, Till, Branthwaite, Lucasen, Bakayoko, Mwen. Savio and Opegaard and the Rangers bench look at it McGregor and McCrory Yilmaz Jack Matondo Kamara Morelos Wright Sakala Arfield and King a few of them will be bursting to get on and obviously Morelos at some point yeah well I think what Rangers have done they've accumulated a really really strong bench a really strong squad this season that's why you know, I still think, you know, the title, of course, is it will go to the wire. Um, be very, very close again. Um, you know, and they've got good players. Kamara, they managed to keep Kamara. He was, you know, he was linked yep. with the move last mm -hmm. season. Morelos, I've said, uh, I think the club have come out publicly and said that he's staying. Kent's got another year left on his contract. Not quite sure, you know, Ryan Kent, what, what he will do, but I'm sure he will stay. Um, Huge night and, for him. And they've got yep. the likes of Matondo and new, new players that have signed for them. Sakala is still there, of course. Oh, actually, I, I like Sakala. I think he's powerful. Yeah. He's just drifted out of things, though, hasn't he? Got a in him, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you do that as a player. Mm. You know, you're not seen for a couple of weeks and maybe... And then you come back in at certain times of the season... You've got to keep, you know, you've got to keep mentally strong because you never know when you'll be needed again. Sure. Stephen, this time tomorrow when we're back on, who will we be talking about for Rangers? Well, just looking at that I think team be and talking the bench. About a, a positive hit. I think you'll be talking about a Rangers win. I really Good. do. Yep. I, I mean, it's not going to be as straightforward as simply turn up and go and win the game. Mm. Uh, I don't think they'll blow PSV away, um, but I think they've got more than enough when you throw it into the crowd and and, and the, the level the Rangers players go to when they arrive at Ibrox. You know, I think it's different from a league game, the, the Europa League game, the Champions League game. The atmosphere, the fans come with voice, they come with colour. And I think that's what will drive the Rangers players forward. And next week, will be all to play for next Wednesday over in Eindhoven. And the captain, and also the vice-captain, Conor Goldson. I mean, they could be crucial as well. We would hope they're not too busy, but they've got some strength power as well. Mm -hmm. We just have to be careful to try and come out with the result tonight so John you think team. your scoreline again tonight I, I think Rangers are capable of winning the game I actually do I, I actually think that on on the evidence of results in Europe at home under the lights at Ibrox that's why I fancy them tonight I think they'll win the game it could be 1-0 it could be 2-1 Stephen the conditions it's, it's very wet today yeah. no bearing well, it'll, it'll just speed the game up yep you know, that's the one thing you want, the one thing you expect when you get two good sides coming together, the tempo and the intensity of the game, the speed of the play, you know, how how quick the opposition or how dynamic they are. And I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has picked the team for that. He's picked a dynamic team with aggression in it, but also a little bit of composure and plenty of experience. Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker will be with me tomorrow night at five. And uh, Stephen, tonight, final words on the crowd then. They're on their way. Kick-off just an hour away. Well, 
Rangers keep trying to drive the crowd on and keep asking them to bring noise and bring colour. I think what we witnessed last year during the Europa League run didn't need to. The fans know what's at stake. The players know what's at stake. Now it's time to go and deliver. Thanks very much. Let's hope for good news tomorrow night. Stephen, we'll see you next week. John, see you next week as well. Yep, the match is on BT Sport tonight, so have Jokel Day on in one ear and the match itself and the other. We'll be here tomorrow night, then Thursday, then Friday, building up to the weekend. It's going to be incredible. £40 million at stake tonight and next week in Eindhoven. That's it from me, Paul Cooney. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Service your existing car with us right now And it's worth £500 off your next car Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.